welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here with my friend, Vic Mattis, who is an editor at the Free Beacon and also a host of the Sub Beacon podcast, That's where right. you can hear the more uh, R-rated version of Vic, and you should. You should become a subscriber and listen. I actually uh, will do my little script of notes for the show, and then I have to remove certain jokes because I, it's really—it's—it's it, it's not family friendly. So we I, try I to, to keep toggle. it family friendly-ish around yes. here, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I am still refusing to pay the bag tax in Arlington. Okay? The standoff continues. The standoff continues. So I went to the supermarket earlier in the week, and I just—I picked up some hot dogs, buns, and orange juice. And I didn't use a bag. So then I'm carrying Good. them out. I'm Good. carrying them out and put them on my car. And I'm driving. And then I realized that I had the heated seat option on on the car with the hot dogs. So I'm like, I don't want to cook no. the hot dogs now. I can't. This is a bad idea. So then I had to get gas anyway. So I pull over to get gas. I take the stuff out. And I put it on top of my car while I'm pumping gas. So people are walking by. And they see I have groceries on my car like, like I'm a crazy person. Like, what are you looking at? Basically. I'm the, cooling off these hot dogs. Don't worry about don't it. Don't you understand what's going on? I refuse to pay, pay for the bags. And it's turning me into like a crazy bag lady. That's what I'm becoming. You know what I think you should do? Yeah. I, should, I think you should send your kids to school without masks <laughs> and have them yell, we don't pay the bag tax yes, either. That's right. Both things. Not in my house. No masks, no bag tax. <laughs> Uh, that's what. So it's so it's. That's basically how you make a stand in Northern yeah, Virginia. That's what, that, that's what you. This is, but that's what the county has forced me to do. That's where I am right now. I'm at my wit's end. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, yesterday, I was trying to write something, which means that my baby decided not to sleep. Oh. <laughs> that's how that works. Is she still in the same room? She is. We're gradually moving her to the oh, yes to the crib. But you know. Just whatever works right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, not a lot was working. She was like, I'm going to nap for 45 minutes. You can write in that amount of time, right, Mom? You'll be fine. <laughs> no, 45 minutes does not work for me because I have about 23 minutes of procrastinating before yes. I get to the writing. Yes. And, I mean, that's on that condensed time you, frame, very, very how do you, tough. How do you procrastinate? Oh, my gosh. Twitter, <laughs> eating, watching things, texting people. Mm-hmm. Often talking on the phone. I talk on the phone. I take phone, it, I like take it back talking. to the 90s. And I'm like, hey, I need to talk to a friend wow. right now. Wow, that, that's serious procrastinating. Like, you're willing to do that. <laughs> I you're do willing a lot to of, get on phone. You know what? It's good, though, because I, I feel like I do a lot of friendship maintenance when I'm procrastinating. Yes. Relationships with people, people who I need to check in with, who maybe I haven't. And I'm like, you know who I need to check in with? This person I haven't talked to in eight months because I need to write a piece right now. Well, you know, the argument has been made. That in many ways, procrastinating is not as bad as it seems because you're actually still doing things, just other things on the same list. Yeah. Sometimes I fold laundry even. That's how bad it gets. So, I'm like, well, I really got to get this that's pretty load serious. done. That's Sometimes, you know how I do what I do to procrastinate? <laughs> I reply to emails. That yeah, I, like, like, you know, because I do the unreads. No, I, I have think, the unreads. I think and I'm like, wow, I haven't responded to that person I think yet. these are worthy things. Yeah. It's just that, you know. On the 45-minute condensed uh-huh. time frame, not, yes. not working out yeah. for me. I did get in the mail, as you might have noticed, my championship oh, gear. Oh, my goodness. National champions. My national championship. I got a sweatshirt. I got a hat. This is all just on my person now. And I have socks. <laughs> Those are national championship socks. You're, full, you're fully decked out. Oh, and I have this keychain, but this keychain isn't specifically... 2021 champions. I do have one coming really? that I will update one. this one with. So 
So it's pretty quick that these places, the, the merch places, really get oh, on it. Oh, the merch was everywhere. I actually was slow. They can make a mint on this. I was slow because I made myself write my Atlantic piece before I was allowed to order <laughs> merchandise. Because I am a you, child, Vic. It, no, that's okay. I am a okay. child who cannot yeah. be tamed. He would he would hate being my editor. Luckily, we, he's yeah, just you know, my you know what? It, it's funny. We it's a funny thing for uh, if you're a full time writer for a publication, uh, and you're the editor of this person, oftentimes. Those writers are better at filing their freelance pieces than for the place they work full time. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, probably where I am. That, are you know, subtweeting someone at the <laughs> No, I was thinking about somebody in a, in a previous life. Now here, no, 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 not here, not here, not here. We used to, we used to make this joke around about, about certain friends of ours. My my aim is to be uh, a little flighty on the deadlines, but never a jerk. Oh, I feel like yeah, I overcompensate yeah, no, no. by being no, kind of I'm, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks so much for your help. Yeah. That's oh, me. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Thank you, editor. <laughs> You're doing a great job. And actually, I have had some fantastic editors. And I, mean, I appreciate that. Editors also, it, it, I, I remember if it's a good piece, if it's somebody, you've a writer that you want, you want to, even if it's a person is high maintenance, you want to constantly, a little encouragement because, you know, writers oftentimes don't get that. Yeah. And so you want to say, hey, Great I, just, I got a whole mm-hmm. wagon load mm-hmm. of insecurities mm-hmm. back here <laughs> that somebody needs to help me work because, through. And then those are writers. Writers are constantly <laughs> yes. sort of insecure. Again, it reminds me of the, the Mike Kinsley line of the, the best, uh, as an editor, he said, the best writer is the one who submits his first draft and then he gets it by the bus. So then no more complaints. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I will try to avoid that. <laughs> Speaking of ticking off your coworkers. Oh, yes. Um, it looks like Justice Breyer is leaving the court but 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 is he though vic is he though because one of the press corps released that information before briar released that information now justice stephen briar is a scotus judge for any of you who do not know and he's been there for a long time he's in his eight 80s now uh yes he's in his 80s yes i think he's uh 83 he's in his 80s now he's going to retire Apparently, this broke this week, but not from Breyer himself. And Breyer is reportedly not happy with the fact that it broke. Now, theories abound. Yes. But this is likely a little bit of an attempt to turn the page because Build Back Better didn't work out so good. The That's exactly voting right. bill didn't mm-hmm. turn out so good. And the left learned a lesson from RBG. Which was, don't let them hang on too long into another mm-hmm. possible... Uh, <laughs> don't, don't let them choose to hang on yes. too long. That's the, that's the theory, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think this is... A, if he had made that decision, probably an attempt to hasten that decision or make sure that he couldn't change his mind. So like, we don't actually know those details, but I think it's, it's interesting because he himself did not make the announcement, did he? It's not like right. he was going to issue this formal release personally saying I'm stepping down and the idea was that he was probably going to say this at the end of his term in the summer. And they usually do it at the end of the term. Yes. In the summer. Yes. And so this is some source at the Supreme Court leaking to the news and obviously the Biden administration is jumping for joy because they've had such a string of bad news that this is it because now they can change the focus away from things like build back better, inflation, COVID, Ukraine, and talk instead about the the, the Republicans opposing right. on racial and, and, and sexist oh, yes. grounds yes, because the next candidate. Biden, of course, has promised that this that any pick he gets would mm-hmm. be a black woman. He's mm-hmm. been very mm-hmm. explicit about that. 
And uh, and so, of course, that will be the line of attack on Republicans should they object in any way, shape or form. I don't know how much or how strenuously they will object because this does not this does not make an ideological shift of the court. Right. Because Breyer's left. You put a lefty in there. It's not as high stakes as it would be if it were, if it were switching. However, Trump voters are going to be demanding you better at least look like you're fighting this. Actually, they'll they'll demand that they really that they really scuttle this thing. But I'm not sure that that's in the cards. That's right. I mean, it would have been different if it was Clarence Thomas. Right. Exactly. Who was. Yeah. And 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 in that case, they wouldn't care. It would it, it could be a white candidate. They'd be fine as long as it's progressive and woke. Yes. Um. And, but the question is, who are these nominees that are that could possibly uh, replace well, Stephen Breyer? And before we get to that, can yeah. I just say, and I know I'm such, I'm I'm half cynic, half institutionalist. I, I don't like I don't like them leaking this. No. I don't like how this went down. I am not a huge Justice Breyer fan or a fan of his jurisprudence mm-hmm. per se. Not really. I, him personally mm-hmm. I have no problem with. But his jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. However, you put in the time. You do the lifetime gig. Yeah. You do it with some pride. And at the end of it, you should be able to exit in the way you see fit. People have come to accept this Constitution, and they've come to accept the importance of a rule of law. And I want to make another point to them. I want to say, look, uh, of course people don't agree, but we have a country that is based on human rights, democracy, and so forth. But I'll tell you what Lincoln thought, what Washington thought, and what people today still think. It's an experiment. It's an experiment. That's what they said. I have this fear that, you know, we feel, well, he's a, he was a very sort of standard liberal justice, right? And yet, whoever replaces him, we're going to be looking back at Stephen Breyer like it was Antony Scalia. <laughs> Don't you? I have that feeling. I, have I, miss, I miss that guy. Oh, yeah. No, like he was, he was very reasonable. So, so I think the most likely pick is yeah. D.C. Circuit Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's Black right. woman Biden has elevated her already once, appointing her last year to U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. So uh, let's see. Previously, the 51-year-old judge served on the federal district court in D.C. Mm-hmm. She's sort of well known. She is. She is. But she has sort of, a, as our Kevin Daly, our legal correspondent at the Free Beacon, has uh, done a nice profile and uh, had it all up last night, much to the delight of editors, I should say. Yes. Well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she has a very interesting and elite law firm background, which is interesting. And also, she was not on the list of demand justices, list of who they would prefer to be on the bench. So that makes me wonder uh, how much support she'll get from them, if it turns out to be her. But it could be uh, a couple other possibilities. Yeah. There's, There's even been the wild rumor that you would just name Kamala. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> People have speculated on that. Because it, it's a twofer. Just to get her out of the way. <laughs> the court's like, no, no. That's right. No, that, w- that would be a twofer because you solve the problem of what do you do with this awful vice president? And, hey, I have the perfect person for a lifetime appointment. Yeah. Except for, uh, I think she kind of likes being in the spotlight. Yeah. And Supreme Court justices aren't. No, you know, once no. they're on. Uh, I think uh, Hillary Clinton would certainly want this job, but she's now not qualified according to the rubric, <laughs> the, oh, racial, yes. the yes. racial requirements yeah. oh, that, oh, they... that Biden has set forward. She she will not. That's right. Be That's doing right. That. It's, it, that 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 would have also been very interesting. The, the the question, of course, is if they had picked Kamala, then. 
who's fills in the opening for vice president. Oh my but that's gosh. a whole other thing, and we're not we're not even there. Anyway, um, there's there's California Supreme Court right. Justice Leandra Kruger. These are the serious that's ones, right. not not the not the fake no. news ones that yeah. I'm serving to mm-hmm. you right now. <laughs> South Carolina U.S. District Court Judge mm-hmm. Michelle Childs. That's right. That's right. Handful. Oh, Anita Earls over here is 61 years old. I doubt that's happening. North Carolina Supreme Court Associate Justice. So, yes. Yes. Uh, you no, want young. You want young. You want uh, the thing with, I guess. Uh, no shade. No shade. Leandra Kruger is interesting because if you're a defender of religious freedom, uh, she was in the Hosanna Tabor case uh, arguing against the ministerial exception. Mm. So, you know, about government more involvement in the hiring and practices of uh, sort of uh, religiously exempt institutions. Uh, and then, of course, the other one you mentioned was uh, Childs, Judge Childs. Uh, and she was involved in the 2020 sort of litigation uh, and allowing – she waived the signature requirement for uh, absentee ballots. Uh, and so there's going to be something to talk will, about with all of yes, them. There will always be something to talk yeah. about. Do you think it will be mostly sound and fury or do you think there will be an attempt to I think it's going to be – no, I think it's just going to be sound and fury because it's 6-3. Yeah. So it's still going to be 6-3. But uh, – We'll see who they pick. It really depends. I mean, the good news for society in that case, and, you know, a lot of Republicans might might say that I'm wimping out here, but the good news for society is that if we don't have a throwdown, I think that's largely better for – like, just to give us a break, like yeah. a Gorsuch nomination and, you know, that just, well, you just doesn't never have be, all of the – Although you can never be too sure. I know. That's true. Uh, yeah, because and the question is, what does McConnell, what does McConnell have uh, at his disposal in order to drag things out? Dun, dun, dun. Right, because and if, also, yeah. by the way, if we do drag, if it does mm-hmm. get dra- drug mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. dragged, drug. Dr- anyway, point being, if it does get elongated, yes, <laughs> stretched then, out, then then uh, there's less Senate ability to do mischief with any of these bills mm-hmm. running up to the election. That's right. So something that they're going to push this fast like ACB. Do you know that I uh, I have a I have a Justice Breyer encounter? No. <laughs> when I first came to town to interview for two jobs, I came from North Carolina from my newspaper job to interview at the Heritage Foundation as an editor of a journal and at the Washington Times as a reporter. <laughs> and I scheduled these interviews three hours apart. I thought uh-huh. that would do fine. I only had I had like no vacation because I was just a 23 year old and um and i drove up here and drove back on the same day so i came up did the interviews went back i come up to do the noon interview at the washington times and they say we want you to do a test story i was not informed of this before i came and they say we want you to go go over to the supreme court and cover justice Breyer, like doing read across america with Uh kids it was a fluffy nothing thing and i was like okay so i go over to the court First of all, I talk myself into the court with no credentials whatsoever, <laughs> which I feel like should have gotten me the job because yeah, they didn't give is, me nothing. And this nothing. is this is this is this is post nine eleven. Yes, so that's yeah. still very. Hmm. So I so I so I go over there. I talk myself in. I get into this event. I'm hanging out. I'm watching Stephen Breyer talk to kids and kids. read Dr. Seuss. Now verboten, I'm sure, but Dr. Seuss to <laughs> on kids. so many levels. It's a. And then I'm like, well, how am I, I can't make this a story. There's not like there's not yeah. much here. You can't talk to the kids because they're school kids. Right. So Justice Breyer was leaving, and uh, I jumped on the elevator with him to see if I could get a quote. <laughs> was and it was it, it's not a restricted elevator, so you just oh, jumped. It, it turns out it is. Oh, it was. <laughs> so I was escorted out uh-huh. by my elbow by the very kind security oh, uh, you... that detailed it. Yes, that, that they have security. Uh, Justice Breyer. Yeah. Uh, so I was swiftly off of the elevator and i remember briar just looking at me like 
you can't ask me questions. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm 23. I don't know yeah, no better. No, that's, that's the best way to do it. Anyway, by the way, I did not get that job. Well, poor you. (laughs) Instead, I went back to the Heritage Foundation where I was late for my interview because of the test story and my ejection from the elevator with Stephen Breyer. And uh, and I got that job instead. The rest is history. The rest is history. I'm sure Breyer remembers it fondly. (laughs) My run-in with Mary Catherine Hale. He seems so nondescript. He was a nice guy. Uh, I would not say a scintillating reader. Mm -hmm. To the children? <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my only... Uh, you got the job done. Yes. My only interaction with a, a Supreme Court justice was Scalia, right? Because oh. we did the oyster competition, He's the priceless. wine oyster competition together. That man was priceless. And he was great because he did not shy away from any questions. Yes. And he just... T- and he ate a lot. He was a man after <laughs> my own heart, so to speak. Yes. Yes. Mm. Including, including after, like... If I, I had something like 43 oysters, so he had more, and then... Uh, and wine. We had 20 glasses of wine. And then after that, I uh, went upstairs and then he wanted to eat dinner. I mean, and so naturally. We had, and so we had dinner with a couple other lawyers who kept calling him Nino, which is also weird. And then and then, and then, then he uh, bullied us into getting dessert. So, oh, my goodness. I, uh, uh, may he rest in peace. I, I met Clarence Thomas early in, ah. in my days here as well. Uh, I don't know how I, I – really, I really front-loaded my meeting Supreme Court justices because it's been a while since I've met yeah. one. Um but uh, but he was very nice, and he's just a, a blast to hear laugh. If you, oh, if you, you know, if you I, I don't know because he's so serious. Uh, 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 I see. He looks uh. so serious. No, when he's when he's mm-hmm. laughing, it's it's good times. Infectious. I've only seen him at a distance at those AEI dinners. I would, I wouldn't know what to say. What not to say? <laughs> he spoke at Hillsdale once. Uh. Uh, I think it was our chapel dedication. Yes. Wonderful speaker. Oh. I've also ran into Amy Coney Barrett. Nice. She's really cool. I bet she's cool. I mean, really, we should keep a scorecard of how, how many we have over here. Yeah. <laughs> We've got like half the bench between the three of us. That's pretty That's right. good. That's right. Oh, well, and just to put a bow on this, all of them should be able to retire in exactly the way they wish to retire. I'm That's so right. annoyed by this. Can you tell I'm annoyed by this? I feel like I'm such a stodgy, stodgy lady on this, but I don't like it. Maybe the truth will out. We'll find out. We shall find out. Oh, speaking of the truth. Finally, finally, Vic. Mm -hmm. It's coming around. There's some truth being spoken in the Washington Post and the Atlantic this week. Yikes. About the science behind masks and children and mask wearing and whether they should have to do it universally and forever. And the answer is no, they should not have to do that. It's it's funny because it's this idea that uh, masks on kids uh, are, are not only not effective but also harmful perhaps right and that you should have a lot of data yes. that they're beneficial yes. if you're yes. going to risk that they are so, so, so hurting kids what what, what, are, what are they saying all right so one this is the washington post op-ed by several scientists schools can safely can safely make masks optional with the cdc's new guidelines mm-hmm. cdc of course conceding that these cloth masks don't do a lot And so these guys say, look, respirators and other high quality masks are highly effective at protecting their wearers, regardless of what people around them are doing. That makes the old mantra, my mask protects you and your mask protects me, obsolete. As a result, schools can finally safely make masks optional for students and staff. Make PPE personal again. We've been saying this because this is like, as our friends at commentary will say, it's child sacrifice. And it's, you know... It, it it had nothing to do with kids giving it to other kids. It was about protecting protecting us from the kids. Yes, yes. That's what it is. And again, there's there should be just mountains of data 
that this is effective if yeah. you want to risk what right. children are losing. Right. But still, we're moving forward. As I mentioned on the last show, uh, at my daughter's public school, they gave out the N95 masks. Oh, well, thank goodness. And and it's they're big. And uh, and, and her, hers has Chinese characters on the outside uh, of like, the mask. I, I don't object to anyone having their kid wear the N95. That's what makes that family sure. comfortable. Or if you have other medical com- complications, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. makes you feel mm-hmm. better. But the idea that we don't have an off-ramp after two years and after... Vaccines are widely and mm-hmm. freely available. Yeah, right. uh, is silly. Further, the and they they note this in the Washington Post op-ed. The uh, the punitive mask culture in schools is very mm-hmm. bad. It's yeah. just bad. Like the shaming, the ostracizing. Yeah. Uh, if your mask slips, you might get suspended in some. They're going to argue I mean, the is... other way around, though, because they're going to say that if if it's mask optional, then the kids with masks are going to be the ones who are bullied. Well, I have instructed my children to go into school and be respectful of everyone's choices. I actually, and that's what I've heard from a lot of mm-hmm. parents here. Is like, mm-hmm. look, I, it's, I've specifically said we want to be respectful of everyone's choices. Right. We just would like people to be respectful of our choice. So your kids, they, uh, it's been a couple of days now since we taped. They are still, everything is going well. Oh, they're leading the revolution. You think there's more? There. There's more. There's people? more given kids people, they've now. They've given kids more courage to take the mask there's off. There's really? more kids now. Seriously? They're piled up every day. Oh, that's great. They're piled up every day. Good for them. They're leaders. Hey, you know, we, tr- we try our best. Yeah. And then, and then the Atlantic. <laughs> yes, the Atlantic <laughs> runs a, a a piece that runs through all the studies oh, of boy. children masking, mm-hmm. of which there are very few. Mm-hmm. There, are, by the way, it's so funny because this is such a hot button issue. There are only two random, randomized controlled trials of masking, period. The one from Bangladesh and one from Denmark in 2020. Yeah. They don't deal with school children. So you have to instead mm-hmm. look at observational studies mm-hmm. and different kinds of studies. Mm-hmm. Fine. However, this piece delves into the, the studies that the CDC uses to justify this and finds very little. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. I mean... They say specifically, we reviewed a variety of studies, some conducted by the CDC itself, some cited by the CDC as evidence of masking effectiveness in school settings, and others touted by media to the same end, to try to find evidence that would justify the CDC's no-end-in-sight mask guidance for the very low-risk pediatric population, particularly post-vaccination. We came up empty-handed. I have to tell you, I made a mistake. Uh, in reading the Washington Post story to then click on the comments. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> no. And there were over a thousand. And I would say it was about 98%. How dare you and the CDC or you, the authors, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. I don't buy this. Where's the evidence? And I, I actually uh, have here one of the comments. Okay. If you can bear <laughs> oh, with no. me. Oh, no. Okay. So just to get into the mindset of okay. like how they're thinking. Okay. So bear with me here. Quote. If a parent automatically assumes or is convinced that it's hard or even abusive for a kid to wear a mask, and if they verbalize this or even simply act like wearing a mask is damaging their child in any way, their child will soak that up. That child will likely hate wearing a mask, not only because it's uncomfortable, but because of all the negativity associated with it. And as a result, the child and especially the parent might even exaggerate how uncomfortable or wrong they think mask wearing is so as to justify their stance. However, if parents... See masking as a way of safely protecting oneself and tell their kids something like, sure, it's uncomfortable, but it's better to wear it to help prevent hospitalization and death to protect others and to ultimately help end the pandemic. 
then that child will be more amenable to wearing a mask. They will be psychologically more able to tolerate the physical discomfort. Neat. Neat. You know what you could do? You could just switch all of the references to masks there and make them references to the actual disease. (laughs) If you're exaggerating the risk to your children, they might soak that up. Nowhere do they mention the recovery rates for kids, what percentage of it is 1.1 out of 100,000, something like 500 to 600 kids out of 53 million kids in the country. There's no off ramp. You know why there's no off ramp? Because it's their religion. That's that's where I am. <laughs> that's, that's where he is now, that's, no, folks. That's where I am How dare you bash their religion? <laughs> that's right. And bag taxes. It's, no. <laughs> it's that and bag taxes. That's, that sounds like quite a religion. Sorry. Let me get in on that. No, the, the three authors of the Atlantic piece are, um, are all scientists and doctors. They have run through this information. And I, even though I am a skeptic of the CDC, during this pan- certainly during this pandemic before mm-hmm. that i wasn't super skeptical except for that one time that i think the nih lost smallpox that time remember that yes. found it like in a mini fridge somewhere <laughs> that did concern me however that, that, that was in fort detrick was, was it like, that's another conspiracy theory sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. so there was that thing but i'm a little bit of a, a skeptic during this the, during this pandemic but i'm still surprised when you dig on some of this data how little there is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a study from Georgia uh, that the CD pub- mm-hmm. CDC published of about 160, 170 elementary schools. They found that there was a statistically significant improvement in uh, passing infections when adults, then unvaccinated, were masked. That makes sense because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they transmit more and they get That's right. uh, uh, symptomatic cases more often. That same study did not find a statistical significantly significant difference with children masking seems like we should hear more about that what happens when the cdc finally comes around and issues a statement about uh no more masking in schools if that happens what happens to all the other people they just turn out turn around and revolt against the cdc or do they Uh, finally give in i don't the holdouts uh, i think they get mad at the cdc yeah yeah it's pretty depressing (laughs) that's i mean that's why that's why i go from cloth masks to in 95, right? That's the right? next step. That's, that's, that's the, the solution. That's the move. And 95s gotta, for everybody. We've got to give everyone the N95s. Yeah. At any rate, it does seem like, but somebody did tell me, to your point, uh, not to check my comments on the Atlantic <laughs> Facebook page. Oh, for your piece? <laughs> for yeah, don't piece. do that. Trust don't me. Look at no, 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 no. <laughs> for the sake of your own mental health. But I, I, I appreciate I the Atlantic uh, yeah. publishing both my mm-hmm. take and this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and the Washington Post for publishing the other opinion piece. I, th- I do think that that shows that there's a, a bit of a a bit of a turn here yeah, where yeah. people are saying, wait, uh, except, by the way, in Prince George's County in Maryland, yet another blue suburb of Washington, D.C., yes. where the head of the school board just announced that she sees no off-ramp for masking <laughs> ever. Ever? No, she said, All right, she well, said when COVID ceases to exist, which is never. Wow. Yes. Well, at she least said, look, she's up front about it. She's like, look, it. we've done tra- a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, we've done a great job. We've uh, limited the spread, and we are going to continue with this. Yeah, no. Oh, I don't think that's the right answer. At least they're honest, and we know that's and that's your choice. Your choice is: Do you want that? And I think there are people out there who do. Yes, and the thing is, we're going to have to live in a world where some people have. Everyone has a choice. Yes. That's that's the world we're going to have About to adjust masks. to. Right? Is that you You get to choose and I get to choose. That's and right. that time is coming. And these Atlantic and Washington Post pieces are prepping you for that time. Yeah. By the way, the rest of the country doesn't deal with this at all. 
That's the other thing. Oh, and Europe. In Europe. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> Europe's That's right. like, no, we yeah. don't we don't mask any Kids. primary school children. Kate Middleton, come visit without a mask. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But here, no, no never. No. Never. Oh, I feel like I should have a Neil Young segue and I don't have one. <laughs> you know what? Every, I was going to say, well, you know, I mean, they're just searching for that pot of gold. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. All right, sorry. We just want to keep rocking in the free world. Oh, there you go. That's even good, better. Right? That's what we do. Even better. Okay. <laughs> Edit that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We got it. Good. What's going on? Spotify versus Neil Young. Neil Young with Joe Rogan as the uh, announcer, which is appropriate because that's what he does for the UFC. So he's <laughs> he's by the ring as this goes on. So Neil, Neil Young, aged rocker, told Spotify, hey, he actually wrote an open letter on his own website, said, hey. Y'all got to get rid of podcaster Joe Rogan. Controversial podcaster Joe Rogan. Can't have controversy on yeah. the internet. If if you want my music, Neil Young. And Spotify was like, mm, we'll take Joe Rogan. <laughs> so they, they of course, famously pay Joe Rogan. I think the rumors are maybe $100 million yeah, for his podcast. He has millions and millions of listeners per day. I looked at the numbers in the Wall Street Journal piece, and it says that uh, – Neil Young, of course, had like 6 million followers or something, mm-hmm. which compared to the Joe Rogan right. empire is small. Um, That's right. However, Neil Young probably wasn't making a lot of money off of his Spotify deal. It's, so it, Again, if it was somebody of a younger generation, it might make more waves. If it was, who do we talk about on the last show? Kendrick Lamar? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Whoever that person is. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that would be that that, You know, that would be a big deal. You know, Billie Eilish or whoever. Okay. That yeah. would be a big deal. No, I think um, you're right. I think the question would be whether whether Neil Young is the vanguard of a bunch of young yes. artists taking yeah. their music off. I'm, I somewhat doubt that. Spotify's uh, statement is, we want all the world's music and audio content to be available to Spotify users. With that comes great responsibility in balancing both safety for listeners and freedom for creators. I would argue mm. they don't really have a responsibility for my safety from <laughs> things that go in my ears. No, you can make that choice yourself. I think I'm all right. Uh, that's right. Are you a Neil Young fan yourself? No, my my doorway to Neil Young is the Skinnerd line. I hope Neil Young will remember. Southern man doesn't need him around anyhow. <laughs> that's like okay. that's most of my experience with Neil Young. Yeah, that is not me. I, I would be up in arms if it was like you too, but that's me. You know, um, I'll tell you. No, I like I'll, I like yeah. a few Neil Young mm-hmm. songs, but I'm I'm not a that, not a connoisseur. That's right. CSNY. I'll tell you who's probably not ever going to remove their music from Spotify uh, because of Joe Rogan. That'll be uh, Eric Clapton, oh, <laughs> Van no, Morrison. No. Same in, team. Yeah, same, same team. Yeah, Van Morrison. High in, fives. In, fa- in fact, Eric Clapton and Van Morrison will probably do their next uh, album with Joe Rogan. The three of them. So, oh, yeah, there you go. I like it. A, a collab. Right. I believe uh, Van Morrison, by the way, one of his songs on his latest album is Why Are You Still on Facebook? That's <laughs> okay. By the way, Howard Stern has spoken out about this on the ah. on the Neil Young side, of course. Oh, and a friend was noting on Twitter that his he's really fallen from his his former. Yeah. You know, rebel status. Yeah. He was yeah. like, you know, back in the day, he was like, I'll say whatever the F mm-hmm. I want on this mm-hmm. microphone. And right. now it's and do like, whatever. now it's like, I think I'm stealing this, but these online rapscallions are, are going to degrade our national character. And it's, I mean. That's, yeah. If he's saying it. Rock stars, do better. Yeah. Be more punk. No, that's so depressing. Shock, shock jock mm-hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like this is very shocking, said the shock jock. <laughs> I, by the way, I, I, I truly, and maybe maybe this is just 
I'm a different type of person. Mm-hmm. Not afraid of Joe Rogan talking to a bunch of people for three hours. Like they have these wide ranging conversations. Sometimes he's wrong. Yeah. Sometimes I disagree with mm-hmm. him. But to me, he is an intellectually curious person mm-hmm. who asks people a bunch of questions mm-hmm. and those people talk. And then we can have a discussion about that. You cannot start censoring people. Well, they have already. So I'm well, going to yeah. stop there. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot Especially start. Oops. Yeah, you can't. You know, I mean, once. But it's a health concern. So you can't have people making crazy statements like the virus came from a Wuhan lab. And then, oh, wait, <laughs> until we tell you it's OK. Oh, so. now it can be said. Yes. Now it can be yeah. said. Oh, we got foreign policy news. Oh, we do. We do. do. What's happening? (laughs) Well, well, Russia is amassing troops on the border Mm -hmm. of Ukraine Mm -hmm. and also sending troops to Ukraine's north and Belarus, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of uh, sending sending bad signals, not great signals Mm -hmm. uh, from Russia. And then, of course, we sent not great signals (laughs) via our president who spoke at the press conference a a week or so ago saying that, ah, you know, a minor incursion mm-hmm. might not be so bad. So now we have a situation where the U.S., NATO, and Ukraine and Russia are all trying to figure out how we send the signal that invading would be bad mm-hmm. without going to a hot war, gotcha. without throwing off the world order too much. Look, not a foreign policy expert, but I know a couple things. You don't incentivize Russia by saying a minor incursion is okay because that's bad. And that uh, a a world in which the Russias and the Chinas of the world think they can do whatever they want without repercussions mm-hmm. is a much less safe world for my kids and me, mm-hmm. and that I am concerned about. It is a hot geopolitical mess as somebody who graduated from the School of Foreign Service. Oh, my gosh. Look at this yes, guy. Yes. That's what you, you bring in the experts here uh, who also failed the Foreign Service exam, by the way. You know what? Yeah. Kamala failed the bar a couple times. Oh, well, there you go. So. Okay, thank you. If I took it a couple more times, I might have made it to the psychological part. Okay. <laughs> then, then you're out for <laughs> Forget sure. Forget about that one. You know, that's the worst part. Uh, I can do a demarche. So anyway, uh, there are no good answers because, of course, there's the fear of retaliation. So if, if Ukraine decides... Uh, if the Russians decide to invade Ukraine, then the Russians, uh, the Americans are threatening, of course, sanctions, at which point then the Russians uh, will uh, retaliate by cutting off their natural gas to big countries like Germany. I know. Usually I'm looking, January. usually I'm looking to a Merkel yeah, to help me here. out. No, and, you've, uh, you've got Olaf Ang- Schultz. I need, I need Angela. <laughs> yeah, she's gone. She's <laughs> weg. And, uh, but, and, and their yeah. dependence on this fuel source Heavily. makes it very tough for them to do heavily so they don't want to they don't want to provoke right that's their big thing we don't want to provoke them because of course they they gave up nuclear power after fukushima which was one of the strangest things because fukushima happened because of a tsunami that then you know uh impacted the power plant there's no tsunami that's going to threaten germany germany yeah no from the baltics i don't think so so they do this and now they have to resort to coal and of course they have to resort to the russians uh and this is why now biden is also wanting, is encouraging Arab states to up the production of oil, which we're personally against because fossil fuels. Right. Right. That's great. It's awesome. I want to say this also. If I put myself, if you put yourself in in, in the position of Russia, as somebody who is an avid and aggressive player of civilization, oh, and of course, yes. Insultus Anderson another is listening. Source, another source of expertise. Yeah. I'm glad you're <laughs> That's here. That's really where I get my experience in foreign policies from the game Civilization, uh, which, by the way, uh, Neil Ferguson plays. But anyway, Chris Insultus Anderson plays it, and she's really good at it. And if I'm amassing forces around another country to attack, I don't wait for them to catch up. Right. 
So time is not on well, NATO's side, and NATO is completely fractured. Well, and meanwhile, uh, Putin is telling everybody this is an act of Western aggression that they're sending right. they're sending arms to help yeah Ukraine. And That's Ukraine, the excuse alone right. they can use if they wanted to. Uh, I was I was listening to former UN ambassador Nikki Haley talk about this uh, on my friend Guy Benson's show, and she was saying if something happens, she thinks between uh, the end of the Olympics and was the other date? It was like the. That's interesting. Yes, because like they wanted to get that he wanted to get through the Olympics, get as many Russian medals oh, as oh, possible. Oh, right, because they might be and uh, then might be upset and, and boycott then, them or something and then make or his ban move. them or something. But again, oh, okay. uh, this all sort of rolls together, which is like when we when we're just heading to the Olympics without saying a word about the horribly the the awful plague that yes. China has unleashed on the world for two years. We just go there and hang out and do the Olympics. Meanwhile, we're sending the signal that Russia can do minor incursions into otherwise uh, Western-aligned countries. That's right. And then everything just falls apart. It's a a mess. And remember, uh, Germany's chief naval officer just resigned because he was in India over the weekend, and he was rationalizing the invasion of Ukraine by the Russians and saying, you know, what the Russians need, they just need our respect. And they're, they're a big country oh. and they're, they're an empire and we need, you know, they deserve respect. And I'm thinking to myself, that sounds like Fredo from The Godfather, you know. <laughs> I want respect. Not dumb like people say. I'm smart. Smart. So. I don't feel great about it, Vic. Yeah, no, it's not good. Because uh, uh, Nikki Haley's like, well, you need to show leadership and get our allies in the room and get on the same page. Mm, and did, by the way, and first of all, I have no confidence that I don't have a lot of confidence in any administration doing that, but this one in particular. And I also would like to note that not supporting NATO, denigrating NATO, like serving up on a platter things to Russia mm-hmm. was once considered quite a big deal. Yes. In the media. Yes. Uh, I'm old enough to remember You're old that. old enough to remember that. <laughs> and you must be at least six. Yeah. Now it, uh. now it doesn't seem like as yeah. earth shattering mm-hmm. an issue that's right we got to close this out on something positive. okay give me something good we have food news oh i love food news if you remember if you're a dedicated 101er <laughs> yes the 101 <laughs> hammerhead you will remember that california passed a law i believe it was a referendum it was mm-hmm. an actual yes. people voted upon this mm-hmm. to to make it very strict how you can produce pork in the state of california that's right and that anybody who imported to California would also have to follow those rules. Yeah. So you weren't going to import a bunch of cheap, cheaper pork from mm-hmm. other states. Well, these regulations have been supposed to go into effect for a long time. They keep putting them off because they're not going to have any bacon if they put these laws into effect. So now what's the next step? Uh, the next step is to let them eat turkey bacon. <laughs> it's- is the, so, I mean, it's a reprieve yes. because the, the concern is that there's a because of supply chain and inflation that if you take that out, you're actually taking more out of a situation that they're already lacking in supermarkets. Yes. Because so, you go to supermarkets, there's not a lot there. I see this even at, even at the supermarket I go to. There are empty shelves. And I mean, it's still fairly full, but it depends on what you're looking for. Jen Saki would say that's all in your imagination, It must be the, the, the lack of... I haven't seen romaine in ages. Can I just say this? And I, I like romaine, and I haven't seen it I in love ages. that you're out. You're on a quest for romaine. It is. And you used to see it all the time. And I'm like, what, what am I that used to, to be That used to be just a pedestrian yeah, lettuce. No, no, a no, pedestrian no. lettuce. I, so, I, the, again, the, the, go for the whole chickens. They're still there. But the bacon, you're going to remove that. That's something that you... Right. I still find bacon plentiful in the supermarket, but you're going to remove that... My also for like 10 bucks a pound. Yes. You're welcome to it. Yes. And my my, my question is, 
how much is it? When is enough is uh, uh, when is enough enough for the Californians? Because Ooh. okay, crime, homelessness, drugs, people going to the bathroom on the street, no bacon. Know, Maybe I mean, that'll be it. Know, that would be my line in the sand for sure. And I know we have some California listeners, and uh, I can I can black market ship you some bacon <laughs> should this go badly. So we will work on that. It's amazing. I shouldn't have said it publicly. We'll, That's I'll okay. back channel you. But this judge has put a stay basically That's on right. these regulations for now. So for now, you have bacon. Pray Enjoy I don't. Pray I don't alter the deal further. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> It ties right into Boba Fett, but that's on tonight. I'll talk about that tonight. Uh, so uh, my question to you, uh, my last question is, how do you like your bacon? Uh, very crispy. Really? Yes. You're one of those? Yes. Okay. I don't want no, no, I don't want no sloppy bacon. Uh, I like thick and chewy. Oh, chewy. man. Yeah. This is, my, my daughter likes it a, a little bit chewier, uh-huh. so I take hers off yes. earlier. Like a but mine is a thick cut. Oh, mine's crispy. This is, this is why... I, <laughs> This is why I don't like the the bacon wrapped scallops and stuff. Because oh, because you think it's too chewy. Yes, get yeah, it you, out of no, here. There's no way you can make that crispy. No, there's no way you can make no, otherwise it, it'll break it, apart. It's it very loses brittle. its wrapping ability. No, if like you can wrap bacon, it's not crispy. Oh, enough. I like I like the chewiness to it. You would have hated this many years ago. I was in uh, at, a, at a transatlantic conference in Lake Como. And in Italy, and they had tough a, life. a tough life that it was. And uh, they had a night that was like a dinner celebrating all the, the foods of the, 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 the region, right? Which is maybe Lombardy. Anyway, one of the things they had was called lardo. And okay. it's like, picture the white parts of the bacon that haven't fully cooked. Right. And just that drizzled in olive oil. See, now, I also, and I know this is my... <laughs> Alex, no, she's saying this no. Might, this might be a bad take. I also, I don't like pork belly. Yeah, that's like a. They just, I, I'll eat a. I don't think the, I eat it all. <laughs> I eat it all. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I probably I wouldn't, wouldn't turn it down, tail. but I'm not going to. I'm not going to pick that off the menu. Yeah, it's not my thing. Just give me the old school crispy bacon. There you go. I just want to give one special shout out to my dad. Today is his birthday. Oh, happy he birthday! Is, he is uh, Vic Mattis Jr. is 84 years young. I don't know if I should reveal that. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> he's not listening. Uh, he's become a great cook, by the way. And, and still a great doctor. So I just want to say thanks to dad for continuing my prescriptions of Oxycontin and diazepam. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would also oh. like to do a shout out to one of our listeners. Oh, Mar- yes. Martha in Maryland, who's a buddy of mine. And on Instagram, she told me how to wear a sweater properly. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> and she Al- was like, I'm from the Northeast. It doesn't. She's like, frankly, I understand your problem because it doesn't really get cold enough here to warrant good like really thick sweater wearing Mm -hmm. and so she's like you're gonna be hot except for on the very coldest days but maybe those very coldest days are this week so i will keep trying she said put a tank top or a light long sleeve shirt under it so yes i'm i know it's ridiculous that i need instructions for this but i am southern layer up (laughs) alex bralettes under a sweater too got it got it okay um your 101 is now a 114. Oh, hey, that's yeah. a jump. It's now a 114. And uh, we've got a, a very nice rating and review from Mr. Bob Dobalina. How nice. He says, smart and hot. <laughs> that is the caption. Lucky you, Vic. And <laughs> kind words. Thanks, Bob. He says, she's unbelievably oh, well, hot oh, and oh, smart. Okay. Well, My, ty- mistake. Typo, typo. My mistake. Fire emoji. Yes. Okay, there we go. Give Thank me those you. those five stars. And that... <laughs> 
wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. Tell your friends. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter, at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Also, I invented something. You can find it at KidFins, K-I-D-F-I-N-S dot com and order, order one. We have a Kickstarter. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Uh, thank you for reviews. Thank you for telling your friends and subscribing. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.